Monday. It's Amari checking in for another episode of Off The Hustle. And today, we're going to go ahead and talk about being afraid to fail. So, I know there's something that we all deal with in some kind of way. Some may be from external moments and experiences. Some has probably been built in from internal doubt. So, with no further ado, before we talk about this uh, topic, make sure to always share the podcast with your friends, with your family, anyone that you come across with. Because with this podcast venture being something that's very special to me and Jared, we want to make sure that it's special to you and the people that's around you. So, enjoy the episode. Peace. John Wooden once famously said, failure isn't fatal, but failure to change might be. That ties really strong to what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. For y'all who, not, who, who may not be familiar, this is Off the Hustle. I'm Jared. Hey, what's going on, y'all? For your first-time followers, my name is Amari, and I'm sitting here with Jared. We've been having a great conversation so far, just kind of catching up every episode weekend and just... You know, just kind of um, talking about various uh, list of things, but you know, in our in the midst of our, our conversation, one of the things that came up was failure. Yeah, and more specifically, the feel the fear of being a failure and the fear of failure, uh, or as we were saying earlier, the fear of moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we dive into that, we do want to remind you guys that, you know, this podcast is free. And the only thing that we ask is that you share, if you hear something of value, you share it. You tag, you like, you comment, you hit the little, you know, my Apple people, you hit the little square with the little arrow on it. You airdrop it to everybody in the room. I don't care. But we just ask that you share us. Uh, we're also on every social media platform. If you search off the hustle podcast you will find us, and we leave you no further ado. We're going to dive into the subject. Yeah, man. So today what we're going to be talking about, of course, obviously is the fear of failure. Uh, and I want to start it with asking more of a question as opposed to how we normally give statements. So the question I want to propose is, have you ever been so afraid of failing at something that you decided not to try it at all? Yeah, for a while, uh, for, for a long time. And this is probably like when I was a child. Um, I know for some of our listeners, they may be like, well, can you give us an example um, that's more recent? Uh, I would politely tell you no. <laughs> 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 so all right, so the reason why the reason why I'm, uh, I'm going back into my childhood is because um, I feel like that would be um, a direct correlation to uh, what we're talking about today. So as a child, um, you know, uh, in school or at summer camps, you know, you definitely field trips was definitely that those opportunities that you look forward to going uh, going on a, uh, a new adventure, you know, hanging out with your friends, getting outside of the um, school or out outside the campgrounds, and you know, and for me, it was like definitely something I look forward to, you know, almost all the time, and uh, I think like one of the main uh, field trips that I used to hate. This is probably out of all the field trips that I probably went on. The one I used to hate very um at my at a very young age was like the field trips to like six flags or amusement parks. Uh and the reason why was because I was afraid of getting on roller coasters. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, I wasn't a high guy either. <laughs> so I'm like now, like you you like now you ask me now to go to the music part, I'm I'm front line and center. Give me, give me the all rides band. <laughs> I'm telling you, I 
Hey, I spent a whole day at Six Flags or Bush Gardens or Universal Studios, wherever, because I faced a fear at a certain point in my life. Um, probably, you know, when I was very young. So to kind of get back to the story, you know, being a young kid who's afraid of heights at the time or afraid, of, and really what it was when I, when I think back to it, it really wasn't so much about the heights. It was just being afraid of the unknown. Mm. Yeah, being afraid of the unknown. So, uh, of course, I never rode when I was like a very uh, little kid, probably say maybe five or six years old. Um, and as I got older, you know, I never really faced the, the fear of getting on roller coasters until I got to like maybe middle school. You know, probably when I was like 12 or 13 years old, that's when I actually rode my first roller coaster. Before then, I always avoided the challenge of going to the amusement parks with my friends. And even for the times I did, you know, go to the amusement parks on field trips with, you know, everyone else, I, you know, I would try to find ways to like opt out of getting in line for for the ninja, for the super, or for the the Georgia sculpture or whatever. Yeah, man, I just ate. I ain't getting in the line. <laughs> I, mean, I just told you I ain't getting on <laughs> roller coaster. I just ate. Got a full stomach. Yeah. Throw up. So like you know, I would, you know, it was definitely you know think about going to an amusement park and having to dodge that that fear throughout an entire hot sunny day <laughs> oh, <laughs> while, yeah while all your friends are you know looking at you like bro come on man like why you not getting on the roller coaster and you too afraid to tell them like hey i got a fear of heights right now or i just never been on a roller coaster and i'm i'm afraid to actually do it you know for the very first time so you know that was something that was eating me up for a while um of course it wasn't like on my out of all the things i had a fear of at that time roller coasters wasn't the biggest one but definitely when it presented itself, it scared the living crap out of me. So, but once I got um, into middle school and I actually, you know, I was like, all right, forget it, what up, let's do it. You know, I'm I'm really hand sweaty. You know, I'm getting at, like, my heart's being fast, getting a serious case of anxiety. Like, to, to be able to, to get inside of a roller coaster cart and you feel the the bar or you feel the seat strap on and it, it, they lock you in and you like you just think about the worst case scenario you ever think about what's the worst that could happen roller coaster oh, can man. break or you get you it stop it malfunctions while you guys are going um, upside down in the loop like, a, a list of things the so, worst part <laughs> is right when they strap you in that's not that bad it's when you hear that first yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. when you hear that you yeah. know I'm on this now. <laughs> Ain't yeah. no backing and, out. Yeah, you, you can't back out. There's no, there's no backing out. So, all those things that you can imagine when you are doing this for the very first time, it, it's happening. And as you're going up that, and as it, it cranks up and it, it, it takes off and it's taking you up that, that steep hill, and you like, bro, you're thinking like, can we just come back down so I can get off this day. I promise you, I, I apologize to everyone for wasting your time. I just need to get off this thing. But it's like, you can't, you can't. You it's, it's, Once it starts moving, you can't go back. And, you know, that and anticipating that first drop, it scares you so much because you're continuously, as you're getting further and further closer to, I'm sorry, not further, but as you're getting closer to, you know, that first drop, you, you know, you're thinking that why did I make this dumb decision to get on this ride? And from there, for like the for like it doesn't even take long for it to like kind of stop, kind of give you like that suspense before it drops. 
It's only a few seconds. It's you, that's what you're thinking. I know that's what I was thinking. But once you go through that first steep, very steep drop down, all the fear goes away. Of course, your heart your heart drops. You you kind of like, oh man, what's going on? But as you once you get through that first drop and you go through the rest of the roller coaster, you feel a feel of relief. You start to actually enjoy the ride. You start to enjoy the adventure. And once you, you know y'all got you know you and everyone else on the ride, y'all get back in from you know from the entire roller coaster, and it's time to get off. Now you look like sure I want to get back on. It's a high. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's a high when you get over a fear like that. Yeah. So, and yeah. I really like, you know, as you guys know, we didn't plan this story. Definitely. But I really <laughs> love that story because it illustrates the fear of failure perfectly. Yeah. It's exactly the emotions you feel when you're getting ready to go into something new. And it's something really relatable for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that first roller coaster when they remember that that heart pounding mm-hmm. when the seat clicks. Yeah. And... That is what the fear of failure feels like. Yeah. The fear of failure isn't the drop. It isn't the... All it is is on a roller coaster. It would be from the seat clamping, the guy shaking your seat. Because, like, you have to get the visual. It's when you <laughs> clamp it in, yeah. when you click it yourself, that's you choosing to go into the next step. Yeah. When that person shakes your shakes your harness to make sure you're good, that's actually the moment when all your friends and family are saying, are you sure you want to go through with this? Oh, bro. It's the, it's the, when you're making a decision to go into something new, it's everyone around you saying, are you sure? You you think this the right move? Are you positive? Mm -hmm. That's what all that is. And then the incline up is all the choices you make in between choosing to do it and actually doing it. Yeah. And, it's it's amazing how that fits so perfectly because overcoming the fear doesn't happen when the drop happens. Overcoming the fear doesn't happen until you get to the end of the ride and you say, okay, I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Or you say, I'm never doing that again. Right. But you'll know which one it is. So today what we're going to talk about is that first, man, that uh, in a roller coaster is really not even a minute. When you think, is it probably not even a whole minute? It's probably like maybe like 45. It's probably close to a minute, but I don't think it's an entire minute. Now, roller coasters that they create today, they may last a minute, you know, depending on like the size or whatever. But I know roller coasters back in the late 80s, early 90s, maybe up to the early 2000s, they were very quick and easy. Um, you know, e- easy to get through itself for a few of them. Uh, if you're from Georgia and you, if you, and you, if you rode the Ninja, you know what I mean. That's, that thing will give you a headache and break your neck. So let's dive in a little bit deeper. So what I want to talk about now is not just what, because you perfectly described the feeling mm-hmm. of the fear of failure. Yeah. So let's dive in a little bit more into the causes. So for me, what I've seen in my past, some of the causes that I link to the fear of, your fa- fear of failure is having critical and unsupportive people in my life. Mm-hmm. especially those that I consider in my inner circle. Mm-hmm. So like parents, business partners, spouses, uh, best friends. When those people are critical or unsupportive of your decision, it starts to seed that fear in you that yeah. you may not be able to pull this off. Mm-hmm. And I, I know this feeling because when we first got into real estate, it's the feeling that I felt every day. It's the, I don't think we can pull this off. And I still have to say that to myself sometimes is when imposter syndrome kicks in. 
but it's I know it's just my fear of failure. It kicks in and says, man, you know, we could do something else. We can, you know, navigate another way, but I know that's what it is. And sometimes it comes from uh, undermine things or being humiliated as a child. Yeah. Cra- it's, no, go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead, bro. It's crazy how negative emotions and negative feelings from your childhood carry over into your adulthood. If you saw a recent Instagram post I did, I talked about how a childhood dream of mine was to always just go into comic book shops and buy comics. But I couldn't do it as a kid for various reasons. But now that I'm older, I find myself just going and hanging out and literally just diving through bins for hours because I'm trying to make up for the thing I wasn't able to do as a child. But it's the opposite when it comes to failure. You're avoiding all the things that you were afraid to do as a child. Yeah. And I know for me, like, um, you know, for you guys, you know, we've been talking about 75 hard for the past few episodes now. And, you know, even still, I, with, with this day, well, we're, past, we're well past, like, the, well, we're well past the first 20 days of 75 hard. And, you know, I still have somewhat of a fear of posting on social media. You know, and I'll be honest with you, it's it's still it's not it, it's not it's not so much I'm scared to um, scared to share my story because of you know of, of of being afraid of how I look. It's more about the it's more about the fear of letting my people letting pe- uh, my people and my support system down. And I had to really remember this. Uh, I was actually driving back from out of town um, today, and I had thought about you know. I had to really, I had to really think about the people that I'm letting down, or I fear of letting down. I'm doing that by not posting. I'm doing that by not engaging. I'm doing that by not sharing my story because if you don't share, the people will never know what you're going through. Those people may not even you're, you're taking away their opportunity to motivate you. You're taking that you're taking that opportunity from them to be inspired by what you're doing and to 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 root your own. And it's just like get out your own way, man. And uh, and to kind of circle back into some of the reasons why um, people are, are, are afraid to fail is those traumatic uh, traumatic experiences. You kind of touched on those, you know. Think about you know think about those times where you maybe did some uh, you probably uh, was embarrassed by uh, a moment of failure where you actually tried to you try to do something like a presentation or you try to do something like where you're playing a game or you're trying to impress someone or you're trying to you know just you know you're going through life and you have an embarrassing moment or a, a low moment and the fear of in, in that action that consequence of judgment from other people or just that that consequence of judgment from from your own self and like you mentioned. It to grow up and to get older and still hold on to that traumatic experience, mm-hmm. it doesn't get any easier because you haven't revisited that challenge yet to overcome it. And it's it, as we get older, it does it's that feeling sticks with us until we actually address it again to persevere. And that's something that where I think about a lot of people that we know who are adults or, or people that we may not even know. But when you, when I go out into the world each and every day and I'm just engaging with people on a regular basis, I actually can kind of sense people who are, who've had real traumatic experiences or people who still have baggage on, you know, tied to them and they're still, you know, and slowing them down. And, and, uh, and even myself included, like I just told you guys, 
I have a fear of social media because it's like once you you know once you give the people a piece of you, it, you have to keep it going. You um, and just being able to think that hey, these people may not support you anymore. Or these people may not, you know, uh, they may give you the, the the wrong judgment that you probably desire. That's something that I have to just kind of get past. Or and overall, I think that's something that comes with the comes with the territory of being successful though. Yeah, and it's crazy because some of the other things I start to think of is I start to think about some of the traumatic events in my life that may have caused me to have fears of failure. It's, and it's odd because I don't remember moments when my my mom would tell me it's something I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember moments when it was times when teachers said things I was thinking of was unrealistic. And that 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 stuck in my head for a long time. And I'm not saying they did anything wrong. Because at the time, the things I was thinking really were unrealistic. But as I get older, yeah, it's unrealistic for a 12, 13-year-old to want to own a block. But it's not unrealistic for 18, 21, 22, 23-plus to want to think, I could own every house on this block. Mm-hmm. But it is unrealistic for a kid who's 13. And they told me, I, I, I honestly, what you should tell a 13-year-old, hey, it's not possible right now. Now, I didn't get it right now, but I was told it wasn't possible. Now, and I look into moving forward, and that's not a true example. I, at a kid, at a young age, I was told other things, you know, was unrealistic. Uh, I think at one point I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Teacher told me my grammar wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I suck at writing. And then I didn't like to talk to people mm-hmm. because I, I was more observant as a kid. I like to watch, see what people got going on. Yeah. And I was told I'm shy. So I started to internalize. That became my story. Yeah. So it played into other fears when I got older of when people would ask me to give a presentation in front of class, stand up and talk in front of everybody, stand up and read in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. In my head, I, what I would hear is, but I'm shy, but I'm, I'm shy. shy. Yeah. But that wasn't my truth. That, you know, for me at the time, it may have been true. Yeah. But for me now, it isn't. But as I moved into adulthood, I can see where I shook that fear off because I had a fear of getting in front of people. But by the time, you know, by the time I'm 18, I was the guy who was like, hey, put me in front of anybody. I can talk. Yeah. And to add on to what you just stated, uh, I want to call this out because this is something that's very important to every adult that's, you know, listening to this right now. Having your own traumatic experiences, your own moments of doubt, of, you know, inconsistency and insecurities, unfortunately, Sometimes we unintentionally or intentionally transfer our negative energy or our traumatic experiences to the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, for people who are who have experienced these type of moments with their parents or with teachers, mentors or friends or whoever, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And I've been on both sides of this kind of what I'm saying. I've been the person who's received, you know, the negative energy carried from carried over from someone. And then I've also been the person who has unfortunately given that 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 um, that negative information and planting that negative seed into someone else as well, because unfortunately we are only a reflection of our experiences and our moments of triumph. And if you don't take time out to overcome what you have, uh, what you have a fear of, or what you have a uh, just not a, a, a so good experience of. You will go through this world telling people that you love dearly or people that you care about um, 
hey, you you need to watch out for this or you need to not do this because you're trying, while you're thinking that you may be trying to save them, you're actually putting them into a box, yeah. which is actually cutting off the energy that they need to flow into the world and go through their own experiences for themselves. And that's something that I really want to make sure that, you know, going forward <clears throat> as, you know, as we go further into life, you know, let's make sure that we actually, you know, give despite our experiences, let's make sure that we give the next generation um, something to live for, even if we, even if our time has passed. And honestly, I feel like no matter how old you get, your time has never passed. It's right there sitting there waiting for you. The fact that you still have those ideas in your brain and you have those intentions each and every day that you wake up, you can be 75 years old, 100 years old, and still go do the things that you want to do. A prime example is I was actually on social media today and I seen a video, a quick little video of a woman. Um, I can't remember what she what she did is that, but she it was a woman who was like 102 years old, and for and, and for I think her 102nd birthday, she went but uh, she went not bungee jumping, but she uh, actually did skydiving. And at 102. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's not trying to make it to 103. <laughs> 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 I, I I nah. She was like she like she. Um, because she had she had like a, um, a checklist of things that she wanted to do before you know before her life was over and one of her one of her last she had she I think she had pretty much did almost everything on her list and the last thing on her list was going skydiving so she went ahead and did it at you know at such a late part in her life and it just shows just like hey life isn't over life is never over until until you know your name is called and the thing is. Uh, you know everything I just said just then, or to everything we're talking about right now, it's never too late to face your fears, or it's never too late to address something that is still shadowing you and holding you back from living the life that you want to live. And you know, just and, and with you doing that, that is a reflection to show other people that you can do the same thing too. And let's talk about how you can how you can see if you're experiencing fear of failure. It's a couple key things that you'll notice what we would call uh, symptoms. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at the fear of failure as, as, as like a maybe a disease or a sickness or an ailment. Yeah, Let's say an ailment. ailment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bear with me. I'm, I'm reading thesauruses <laughs> now. So, you know, I'm trying to get these big words out. But, but hey, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, inspiration. But some of the things that you'll start to see in yourself is that You'll have a reluctance to try new things. Yeah. You won't want to try to get involved in anything challenging. So at work, what you'll do is if you see a challenging project, you'll push away from it. If you're at home and someone's asking you to try new food, you won't try it. And, you know, in a work environment, that's not going to get you a promotion. Amen. In a life environment, you going to hate your life. You're going to feel empty. Yeah. And like... That, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that's actually what helped, that's actually what helped me very, very, um, very, in a lot of ways in my career, you know, being, going into a work environment that you're unfamiliar with, taking on a, a profession that you were, you know, at one point in time that you was inexperienced or you didn't know nothing about, and you had to do a lot of learning, you had to do a lot of learning, a lot of um, shadowing, a lot of, you know, just listening, being a fly on the wall in a lot of conversations, you know, to be able to put yourself Put your hat in the ringer and, and, and take on your your first assignment or take on your first project or take on your first conversation, your first meeting, your first presentation. 
those moments, yeah, they get very, you know, that definitely is a very uncomfortable experience. But at the same time, it's very exciting too because now you can see, all right, everything that I've acquired up to this point is preparing me for this moment despite the fact that I may not think so. Let's see what's going to happen. And for me, it's definitely helped me understand that, bro, the people in those rooms that you did, those people that's, that's involved with you in your work daily, they're having the same insecurities or the same fears that you have. And to see you, and for them to see you up in front doing a presentation, or for them, see, for them to see you on a call facilitating a meeting or walking people through a, a project life cycle or a roadmap or breaking down financial budgets or whatever, it's like they, I can see, it's like, I know for me, I was able to see and feel the positive energy come towards me because I can tell people are seeing the growth. People are actually seeing me do something that they probably still scared to do themselves or probably uncomfortable to this day. I, I had I had vice presidents and, and other executive leaders come to me and tell me like, you know, as we, we're having a good conversation over coffee or having a, a, a nice work lunch or whatever, these people who are in there, who have been in their professions or in their career for over well over 15, 20, 30 years, and they're telling me, like, I still get nervous. I still, you know, have to go get, go outside and get fresh air before I do a presentation or whatever. It's like, man, whereas for me, it's like I'm starting to find my groove. I'm starting to find just, like, that natural element of what works for me, my routine. And that is something that is very powerful for everyone to discover at one point in time. The sooner the better, because the sooner you can discover that what works for you, you can definitely be able to um, embark on so many different opportunities. And here's another symptom you may be experiencing. For all my people who have the fear of failure, self-sabotage is the one that you'll probably see the most. Mm -hmm. And it comes in examples of procrastination, excessive anxiety, Failure to follow through with goals that you've set for yourself. Mm -hmm. So self-sabotage happens a lot. I do it. Same here. I used to be a heavy procrastinator. <laughs> Some days I still am. Man, same here, bro. And I try and this is a crazy one that most people won't bring up. Self-sabotage can also be the guise of telling yourself that you are busy. It's the idea of staying busy so that you don't actually accomplish anything. Oh, I'm so busy that I couldn't get this and that done. No, you are self-sabotaging. You are not that busy. The fact that you are saying, I am so busy, means you are actively trying to stay busy. Yeah. That, think about it. Busy work. That's why they call it that is busy work. It keeps you busy. Yeah. When you're actually out there achieving a goal and moving towards something, you're actually doing something. Yeah. You don't have the time to think about being busy. Yeah, and to add on to that, one thing I realized is that myself and, and I'm pretty sure anyone else when we sit, when we sit here trying to convince ourselves and other people that we are busy, nothing's being accomplished. When you're actually striving for your goals, or you're actually working a assignment that has been assigned to you, either from someone else or from yourself, you don't have time. You're not even thinking about telling someone, "Hey, I'm busy." You're just doing the work. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So that's very that's a that's a great call out. And furthermore, um, out of all those different um, the scriptures that you mentioned in reference to, you know, uh, procrastination, anxiety, you know, and, and whatever else you had mentioned, I think procrastination is probably the worst one just because it's self-inflicting. Oh man, it's it's telling yourself, yeah, I perform, and this is what most I people perform under pressure. I perform great <laughs> under pressure. You might, who knows? I do. I, I, I won't I, figure it out. Trust me, hey, you, hey, 
I, I feel like Michael Jordan on the shot clock. I'm telling you, I know yeah. I can, I know I can, I can bring, I can bring the championship home. But See, the thing is, but, but but why would you want to even yeah. do that? Why can't you feel like Jordan at the beginning to tip off? Exactly. Jordan feel like the last five minutes in the first three. Yeah. So it's like, man, come on, don't yeah. don't lie to yourself saying, oh man, <laughs> when I get the pressure put on me. I'm really going to get to work. Why not just start working now? And if it sucks, you got enough time to change it. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. And, 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 the, and uh, I know some, some may think that anxiety may be self-inflicting. And, and, and in some ways it is. And sometimes, but also sometimes anxiety may be, um, stems from, may stem from, you know, outside influences or from mm-hmm. other people, other experiences, things like that. Whereas mm-hmm. procrastination, I feel like for the most part, Procrastination is something that has been built in, into your regiment, into your DNA from the bad habits that you have built over time. It, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just adding in one more. Two more. I got two more. Gotcha. Us. Gotcha. So the next one is going to be um, it's going to be a two for one. Low self-esteem and low self-confidence. And the reason I plug these two in as two really good symptoms of the fear of failure mm-hmm. is because it's the, the story you tell yourself mm-hmm. is the story that you will live. If you are continuously telling yourself, I'll never be good enough to get that promotion, or I'm not smart enough to get on that team, I'm not smart enough to lead the team, I'm I'm not savvy enough to do this business venture. When you start telling yourself that, that's the story you tell yourself. And I'm going to tell you one thing. As a kid, anytime you hear a story, you believe it. As an adult, any story you tell yourself, you believe. And, man, and I'm glad you mentioned that because as you were saying that, I, I started to tell myself, you can actually do the social media thing. You can figure this out. Like you can, you know, you can be organic on social media and really, you know, let the people, you know, take a visual, take a front seat to your movie that you show daily. So, you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned it because it's like, yeah, it, it already has me thinking about things that I, I, I need to go ahead and do like at this moment. So I can be able to, you know, not so much, uh, it goes for me, it goes beyond just building a business. It goes about, you know, really connecting with people and, and and really just building that family that I actually desire when it comes to other people outside the, the immediate circle. So I uh, yep. appreciate that. And then the last symptom I'm going to talk about before we close it out for the day. Well, Amari's going to close it out, actually, <laughs> if you want me to tell the truth. But the last one I'm going to talk about is perfectionism. Now, this is one where you have a willingness to try only those things that you'll finish perfectly and successfully. Now, I'm going to tell you why this is like, to me, the worst symptom of the fear of failure Mm -hmm. because this kind of lumps them all together because your soul, your self-esteem is so low. You won't try anything new. Mm -hmm. You're reluctant to get involved in anything too challenging. You're probably excessively anxious. Anytime you're doing something that's outside of your comfort zone. And we've talked about this all the time on the podcast. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. A perfectionist, is never comfortable being uncomfortable because they're not sure if they can pull it off. And once they feel that, they talk themselves out of doing it. So I feel like that, if you're a 100% perfectionist, stop taking it as a badge on your chest of, oh, I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I have to get it right perfectly. No, you're afraid to fail so much that you have to get everything right. And that is scary. Yeah. And, you know, and to kind of close it out, you know, um, I was down. I was down at my alma mater, uh, my college, that I graduated from um, not too long ago, and I was telling some of the students that you know 
the exact same thing that you just mentioned, being uncomfortable, getting uncomfortable, I mean, getting comfortable with the uncomfort. And the reason why you want to do that is because life is always going to bring challenges and moments that you're, that you think that you may not be prepared for. But the reason why those moments present themselves is because you've been testing yourself either intentionally or unintentionally for so long or for a certain period of time that leads up to that one moment itself. That one moment is just like a pop quiz or it's like an exam to see, hey, where do you measure up with this? Are you going to step forward and actually take the challenge on or are you going to shy away from it? So you want to go ahead and get comfortable with the uncomfort because of the fact that the sooner you get uh, comfortable with being into those growing opportunities, not uncomfortable opportunities, but growing opportunities. Once you take those growing opportunities head on each and every time, you will learn with you being uncomfortable, with you being comfortable with uncomfort and getting and getting embedded with it, you learn how to adjust. You learn how to move swiftly. You learn how to work efficiently. You learn how to do it and think quick on your feet. And you also learn how to build that self-confidence, most importantly. And guess what? Win, lose, or draw. You learn how to give a hundred percent. All this goes back into the power of loving what you do, loving what you put into your body, mentally, spiritually, and and physically. So always be mindful of that. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And sooner or later, you'll learn how to move through life like the person that you really want to be. And remember our quote for the day, failure isn't fatal, but failure might. Ah, I messed it up. (laughs) Failure isn't fatal, but failure to change might be. That was John Wooden who said that. Mm -hmm. Join us on Wednesday. Work it out Wednesday. We're going to tell you how to get over your fear of failure. We're going to dive into some things that helped us out. So, hope to see you guys then. This is Jared. This is Amari. Peace. Peace. That's it. Episode is over. Hey, if you're on Apple, subscribe, review, and give us a rating. Yeah, man. We definitely want to hear back from you. As we continue to grow this platform, we want to make sure that we're actually giving you the content that you need and the content that you actually want. So, reach out to us. Let us know what you want. Peace. That's it.